Great news, everyone. Jesus is alive and well. This is Glenn Raglan Educational and Transformational Ministries. Great ministries. Welcome to this week's podcast. Let's pray. Father, we love you. We adore you and we praise you. And we magnify your great name. We pray for the family of Kelly Ellis McNeil as she lost her battle with cancer. We pray for peace in Israel. We pray the blood of Jesus over kidney stones. We pray that your word will go forth. It will not return to you empty. It will accomplish what you sent it to do in the name of the Lamb without defect or blemish, Jesus Christ, amen. My friends, a door is an entrance, a gate, or an opening designed to allow those who are on the outside of the structure to come into the structure. The doors in the Bible point to the person and work of Jesus Christ. In Genesis chapters 6 and 7, God instructed Noah to build an ark because he was going to destroy all flesh with flood waters. Prior to this forthcoming flood, it had never rained on the earth. Genesis chapter 2 verses 5a and 6 says, For the Lord had not caused it to rain on the earth, and there was no man to till the ground. But a mist went up from the earth and watered the whole face of the ground. Folks, why would God destroy his creation? Genesis chapter 6 verse 5 declares, Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. My brothers and sisters in Christ, the thoughts of mankind were only evil, kind of like it is today. Genesis chapter 6 verse 8 says, But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. My comrades, out of the whole earth only one man found favor with the Lord. Can you imagine the ridicule Noah received as he worked on the ark each day? The ark was not a ship designed to carry Noah, his family, the animals, and all those who would be saved, for God knew that the evil people of the earth would not repent. So God gave Noah instructions to build a vessel that would float and not sail. There was no rudder on the ark, only one window and one door. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 7 teaches, By faith Noah, having divinely warned of things not seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household, by which he condemned the world, and became heir of the righteousness which is according to faith. My friends, Noah's preaching resulted in zero souls saved, other than his wife, his three sons, and their wives. The ark saved Noah's family, but it condemned the rest of the world. Remember, it had never rained up to this point, and once it started, it was too late for the rest of the world. The door to the ark, representing Jesus, was shut by the Lord in Genesis chapter 7, verse 16. The world had an opportunity to enter the door of the ark while it was open, but once it was closed, those outside the ark perished while those in the Ark of Christ were rescued. Fast forward to today, and evil is all around. The call to repent is going forth, and people are ignoring the gospel 
and missing the chance to walk through the door. In the twelfth chapter of Exodus, God spoke to Moses and Aaron, saying, This month shall be your beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year to you. My friends, the Jewish New Year begins with Passover, and the first Passover was started by killing a lamb and smearing the blood of the lamb on the frames around the door. This was done because of God's promise to pass through the land of Egypt and strike down the firstborn man and beast. But when God saw the blood on the doorpost, death would not come to that house. My comrades for Christ, the lamb that was slain represents Jesus. The blood that was smeared represents the blood of Jesus. The doorframe represents the cross. Those who smeared the blood of the Lamb were saved behind the door. Now, those who have accepted the blood of Jesus on the cross will be saved. Jesus is our Passover, and we are saved from God's wrath because of his blood. Moses tried to convince Pharaoh to let the children of Israel go free, but he refused. Pharaoh represents the bondage of sin, and once God moves, people are set free. Exodus chapter 12 verse 30 says, And there was a great cry in Egypt, for there was not a house where there was not one dead. When Jesus returns, those who accept the blood sacrifice of Christ will spend eternity with him, while those who reject the Savior shall be eternally separated from God. And there will be another great cry. Will you give your life to Jesus Christ today? When King Solomon built the first temple, two doors were placed at the entrance of the inner sanctuary, the place of God's holy presence. The doors represent our separation from a holy God because of our sins. Once a year, a ceremonially clean high priest would enter the doors on Yom Kippur, and he brought a blood sacrifice into the presence of the Lord. On this day of atonement, the Israelites could have their sins temporarily covered through the sacrifice of a goat and thus receive God's mercy. My friends, the blood of animals could never take away man's sin, but they pointed to the most important sacrifice of all, Jesus Christ. His sacrifice is once and for all. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 4 says, For it is not possible that the blood of bulls and goats could take away sins. My brothers and sisters, we do not have to depend on a priest to bring a sacrifice for us. Jesus is our priest, and he is also our sacrifice. We are no longer excluded from entering the presence of God. Now we have direct access to him through the sacrifice of Christ on the cross, and the doors are no longer needed. My comrades, at the opening of the pen where the shepherds kept the sheep, a shepherd would place himself in front of the opening, acting as the door. Listen to the words of Jesus in John chapter 10, verses 7 through 9. Then Jesus said to them again, Most assuredly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, 
he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. Folks, the Pharisees, with their added rules and regulations, tried to entice the Jewish nation with false messiahs, and these leaders did not care for the people, only for themselves. Hence, Jesus calls them thieves and robbers. Jesus' promise is to give anyone who follows him salvation and sustenance. Since Jesus is at the door, he is the only way to get to the blessings of God. This doctrine is not popular in today's culture, as those in the media have declared that there are many ways to God. I can only feel sorry for those who believe the words of celebrities instead of the word of God. So my invitation to you right now, today, is to let Jesus be your door to eternal life. My friends, if we could save ourselves, we wouldn't need a Savior. But since we cannot save ourselves, Jesus has to come to do what we cannot do. Revelation chapter 3 verse 20 proclaims, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and dine with him, and he with me. My friends, Jesus is knocking at the door of your heart. Notice that you must hear him knocking, meaning that if you are too busy living your life and you ignore Jesus reaching out to you, you will miss his knock. But if you hear him and you let him into your life, you will receive the greatest dinner guest ever. He's giving us an invitation to join him at the great supper feast where all those who place their trust in Jesus in this life will get to spend eternity with him. Friends, you have been given the opportunity to let Jesus become Lord and Savior of your life. He is Lord when we let him have full control of our lives, and he is Savior when we accept his sacrifice on the cross. Would you open the door and let Jesus come into your life? Let's pray. Father, we thank you for being the door, for giving us a choice to open the door and accept you. We lift up those who will come to you and we bless them for their obedience. In the name of the Savior of the world, Jesus Christ, amen. And if you gave your life to Christ, email me at hello at greatministries.org and I will help you find a place to be baptized. I continue to encourage you to find a good Bible teaching church, send your prayer request, your praise reports, and your comments to our email address. Again, that's hello at greatministries.org. Please continue to pray for Great Ministries and share us with your friends, your family, your loved ones, and the unsaved. Stay safe, be blessed, and have a great week.